Hey everyone, it is me again. It's been a few months since I've recorded anything, um, and I do apologize for that. I, It's just been so busy. Um, fall is like the busiest, fall and winter are the busiest times of the year for my business, so um, I finally have some time. So this is something that's actually been on my heart for a while to share, um, and I actually did do a write-up on this very thing on my um, Reddit sub, but I just wanted to share... Um, some of this will just be me reading, um, what I wrote out. So if it sounds like I'm reading, that's why. And I'll be adding stuff too. So I know some people prefer to actually hear things over reading. So I just thought it would be nice to do this. So today's topic is how to hear God. So this is, um, something that is very, actually very dear to my heart because this is something I struggled with for many years. And it's funny because I was actually hearing God the whole time, but I always doubted and I always just struggled and I always just, you know, um, you know, I just never had confidence, uh, with Jesus years ago. So, um, just going to share some things that God's taught me over the years. I'm going to share some examples of, um, ways that God speaks to me. And then I'm going to also just give some Bible verses. Cause I know there's some people that actually don't believe that God speaks and he only speaks through his word, which he does speak through his word, but he does speak with his voice as well. So this is, um, this message is for people, um, that are genuinely searching this with God. And if it's like, if you're angry listening to this right now, then don't listen to it yet. Cause you're not ready. <laughs> so, and that's, in a nice way. I'm saying that nicely. So, um, this is for people that are seeking this out. Um, so you want to hear this with ears. You want to have ears to hear when you listen to this and you want to, um, hear what God's saying through this, because if you hear what, what I'm, what he's saying through this and what I'm saying, obviously, but what he's saying through me, then you'll understand what I'm saying. Cause there has been some controversy on this topic, which I actually never knew controversy on hearing God existed until Reddit. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so, um, and this also, another thing I wanted to say too, is this is not condemning. Um, this is, when you listen, I want you to remember, oh, I'll never get there. Don't say that. I want you to remember this is where you're going and where you're growing into. So it's never about what you're not. It's about who you are and who you're becoming. So when you listen to this, remember that. Have hope. And if you leave um, feeling like you have condemnation, oh, I don't hear God, that's not from God. So don't even don't even consider that. Okay, sorry, that was a really long intro. Okay, so the first thing I want to go over, and I'm actually going to be using my Bible here, so I'm going to need time to change. Okay, James 1, I'm going to read 5 through 8. Uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I like that word, will. It doesn't say it might be, it says it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. <laughs> okay, so this verse is actually really funny because for years I read that in a completely different way, like a condemning way. And... um and I always read it, so I just want to, and I've actually talked about this many times, maybe even on this podcast, but it's so good, like, the way God changed the way I saw it, so I want to, if you haven't heard it, I want you to hear this. So, it says, let not that man suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. So, I always talk, took that as 
if God's like, I always took it as God is like, oh, you don't have faith. Okay, well, I'm not giving you wisdom. Don't even ask me. And that is not what it's saying. Receiving has to do with us. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with God. It has to do with our end. God already has it available and we have to receive. And how do we receive? With faith, right? So you have to believe if you, and what it means by that, it's not like conjuring up a feeling where you're like, uh, there we go. Now I believe it's not like that at all. Believing is actually, um, so in the world, they always kind of say believing is like, you know, like this thing that you feel or whatever, but in the Bible, believing and faith like that's something that you continue in even if everything feels the opposite way. So believing is continuing. Um, it says in John 8, it says continue in the truth, in the word. You'll know that then you're my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So continuing is just is deciding, you know what, God, this is what your word says. And I'm going to believe what it says, no matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like. Everything could be the opposite feeling in the entire world. And that does not matter. Because feelings have nothing to do with walking by faith, which I did a podcast on that. So that's a good one. <laughs> so anyway, so if you struggle with feelings and stuff, feel free to check that one out. But anyway, so what it's saying is we won't receive because we're the ones that's like, if we don't believe that he's good and he wants to do this for us, we're not going to receive it. Like we're going to have the gift, but we'll never open it. So that's all it's saying. So, um, so anyway, he can have good, good and perfect gifts for us. But if we doubt, like if we don't, if we doubt like, oh, he doesn't want to do this for me, then he's not like, we're not going to get it because it's, it's on our end. Um, so Hebrews eleven six. Okay. This is one of my favorite verses, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So this is actually in the midst of, I call it the faith chapter. There's a ton of stuff about faith, like about Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, you know, Moses, um, Abel even. And it's actually interesting, just a little tidbit of something I realized one day. Um, it's funny cause it starts with Abel and you don't see anything about, um, Adam in there, which I always, I actually asked God about this and I, f- I f- believe that what he told me is it's because Adam didn't have to walk by faith cause he actually like walked with God. So it wasn't a faith thing for him. Like he just knew it was real. You know what I mean? So just a little interesting tidbit of something I realized. So anyway, so the when you read um Hebrews eleven six, without faith it's impossible to please him. The first thing you have to realize is faith is so important. It doesn't mean that you disappoint him. Some people when they read that they think that it means, Oh, I don't please God. What it's meaning is it's like the you know, like the way a father would be pleased that his kid is doing you know, what he's called to do. Like, that's all it's meaning. It's not meaning that you will disappoint God. It doesn't mean displeasing. It just means that bring him pleasure in his heart. Like, wow, look, they're walking in what I created them to do. Like, God made us for all these amazing things. And when we walk in them, it pleases him. It makes him happy. It makes him like, yay, you know. He's like, yay. <laughs> um, He might not say yay, but he might. Who knows? I like that word, so he might. So anyway, so that's not what it's saying. So it's just saying, like, pleasure, and then it says believe. So the first part must, um, without faith, it's possible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, comma. So you have to believe that he is who he says he is. You have to believe that his word is true, that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So if you're if you're praying and seeking to know him, 
you have to believe that he's going to give you what you're asking. Because the Bible says, if you ask, it will be given. It doesn't say, if you ask, it might be given. It says, will. If you knock, the door will be opened. If you seek, you will find. So you have to, like, get to a place where you're just like, you know what? Even though, like, it seems like I've never gotten anything I've asked for. Even though it seems like I don't hear God. God, you say that I hear your voice. So I'm going to believe that. And I'll get into that in a second. Um... <clears throat> excuse me okay Ephesians we're gonna go to Ephesians 3 it's one of my favorite verses as well I have a lot of favorites everything about intimacy with Jesus is my favorite verse so there's a lot okay Ephesians three twelve. where is it here it is in whom and this is talking about Jesus in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. It's funny because, well, through faith in him. It's funny because faith is like the key to everything. And it's cool because the Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. So we have faith. It's not something you have to conjure up. You already have it. You just have to grow it. Um, and then I'm going to read Hebrews ten nineteen, another favorite verse. This is actually the first verse that God ever like gave me revelation out of years ago. I still remember it like it was yesterday. It's a good verse. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So there's that verse. And then another one I wanted to read is in 1 John. It might be 3. I'm not sure. Hold on. Yep. Okay. 1 John 3. We're going to start in verse 20. For if our hearts condemn us. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. So here's another thing about confidence. There's a lot of verses in the Bible about having confidence. And the thing you have to realize, the confidence, our confidence is not in who we are, what we do. Because if if we... um. If we put put our confidence in what we do, it's going to change, right? Because feelings change. But what we don't see is eternal, right? What we do see is subject to change and it's temporary. But what we don't see is eternal and it's going to last forever. So you have to realize that whenever you um, put your confidence in his blood, which was already shed, then um, then it's it's always going to be the same. That That's honestly the key to staying um, cause I know some Christians and I used to go up and down too in my relationship with God. I'd be like, oh, I love Jesus. He loves me one day. And then the next day, oh, I don't hear God. He doesn't like me. Like I used to be super, super like that. And I was always saved. I always lived, you know, holy before God and all that and consecrated. But I, the best way I can explain it is my heart was quenched before him because I, I always kind of lived at a distance, like believed that God didn't like me and all this dumb stuff from hell that I believed. And so, um, you know, anyway, so that's the key to not going up and down is living constant by his word, right? So um, another, I love this verse, I've already quoted it, but um, it's in John er, John 8. Yeah, I said it earlier. Um, can, if continue in his word you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free so that's the key like if you want to know where freedom is it's always with truth truth always brings freedom if you want to know if what you're believing um is from god or not if it's producing freedom in your life and it doesn't mean that you're perfect or whatever but like you'll know you'll know like there's freedom it's going to be like wow i can do this it's going to be confidence it's going to be hope because god's the god of hope it's going to be it's going to bring growth it's going to encourage you it's going to 
you know, do all those things. It's going to be life-giving. It's going to always make you want to grow and change and all those amazing things. So, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So, um, his blood. So you put your confidence in his blood, like it says in Hebrews ten nineteen, having boldness to enter the holy, most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So confidence, that word boldness is also confidence. So confidence is going to be in his blood. It was already shed. So it's already, it's already, um, finished. Like it is finished, right? Jesus said, so we can have confidence because his blood already was shed. It's never going to be unshed. So it's never going to change. It's always going to be constant. He already died. He already proved his love for us. So we can settle on that. We can settle on his love. We can be rooted and grounded in his love because it's never going to change. <sighs> okay. So Genesis 3, 8. Sorry, I am very long-winded. I'm trying to go faster, but All right, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. This verse actually makes my heart really sad. Okay, think about it. They are in the presence of God, okay? That word um, sound can also mean voice, and the word presence can also mean face. So just I'm just going to change the two words. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and um, Eve, or Adam and his wife, hid themselves from the face of the Lord God. Isn't that sad? Like, that really makes me sad for them. Obviously, you know, we know how it pans out. But, like, God does not want us to do that. He does not want us to hide ourselves from his voice and from his face. Like, we were made to walk with him. Like, we were literally made to walk with God. He restored us back to that fellowship that we had in the beginning, walking with him and hearing his voice. Like that's what life is all about is those two things. And out of those two things, everything flows. Like it's really awesome. Um, going to try not to go into a long uh, spiel. So I'm going to go to Jeremiah now. Okay. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Another favorite verse of mine. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So how cool would that be? Like if you have questions and you want to know the answer to you, like you ask God and he'll show you. It doesn't even say like he'll, you know, he'll leave it written down in in a paper that you find. It says he'll actually show you. So that's what happens when you ask him questions. He will teach you. He's going to show you great and mighty things. So we have to remember that. Um trying to see if I wrote anything about that. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, Matthew 6. I was trying to see if I wrote anything else in my Bible, but I didn't see anything. All right. This is another favorite verse of mine. Probably going to say that about every, every verse. Um, when you pray, but you, so it's personal, but you, when you pray, go into your room. So th- look at how many times it says you and your in this sentence. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe seven times. So, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, there's another your that I missed, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So that's so personal. So the thing we have to remember, so the Bible actually says God is our very great reward somewhere in the Old Testament, I think. And, um, and so he's our reward. So what are we seeking? Him. We're going to find him. We will be rewarded. So you have to pray. So um, the secret place is not just like, you know, because when I actually first got saved, um, I took that verse literal 
Um, I had the new living translation and it says secret closet. And I actually literally used to pray in my closet because I thought that's like where I was supposed to pray. And so, um, so that's where I prayed for a long time until God kind of taught me, Hey, you don't have to wait all day to pray in the closet. You can literally talk to me all day. So it's like, Oh, okay. So, but anyway, so I used to pray in my closet. So, um, it's good to have alone time with God. Obviously it's very good to set aside time for him. But he doesn't just want to be like a one little part of your day. He wants to be, he wants your whole life. Like he wants to go with you to church, but he also wants to go with you when you go grocery shopping. He wants to talk to you um, and hear your prayers about, you know, praying for your spouse or something. But he also wants to hear your prayers about, you know, like anything, like just school or whatever. Like he wants to, he wants you to give him your life. And this is something like, it's so awesome because the more that you start um, just making a conscious effort, and this is something that God can do. Like, you don't have to worry about conjuring this up, but just like, God, I really want to do this. I want to, I want to include you in my day. Can you remind me? And he will, he'll like remind you and you'll all of a sudden remember. Um, and it just makes it more intimate. The more that you, um, build that with him the more it's going to grow and then you'll just he'll just be a part of your day it'll be so normal whenever you are you know washing your hands you're like wow god thanks for water like silly things like that you just find yourself talking to him about everything and it's seriously this is like why we're alive to have that god wants that he desires to have that with you and just a thing to encourage you, if you have a desire to know him like that, just remember that that only mirrors his desire for you, which is even stronger. Like no one comes to the father unless he is drawn. And so like the fact that you want this with God, he is desiring that with you. That's why you like have that desire. Like that desire you have is from him and his desire for you. So, um, so the secret place doesn't have to just be, you know, like I said, it could be all day. So it it can be when you're in your car, it can be when you're at the park and it can be in your room. It can be when you're in a room with a ton of people and, you know, and you talk to him in your heart and it's just you and him that know, nobody else knows. That's the secret place. It's in your heart. Like the walking with God in the cool of the day, that's inside of us now. So it's not just like a literal garden. Like we are the garden. Um, there's actually a lot of verses that talk about us being in the garden. You can read about it in um, Song of Songs and there's a lot of stuff. You know, just like, um, I think it's in Matthew. It might be a few of the Gospels. But when Jesus talks about the um, seed, which is the word of God, and some people have, you know, like good soil, which will produce, you know, a hundred times um, of their of the fruit or they'll be like rocky soil or whatever. So we're all gardens. So Anyway, so you can pray to him anywhere. It's anytime you talk to him. And um, yeah, so it's really good. Okay, John 10. This is actually probably one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. So, I mean, I there's a lot <laughs> that I love. But John 10, uh, I'd say John, probably John 10, 14, 15, 16, 17. Those are all like some of my favorites. They're like completely covered in my Bible. I barely have anything left to write down. Okay, John 10. All right, we're going to read 3 to 5. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And he, when he brings them out, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. 
um, verse 5. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they will flee from him, for they don't know the voice of strangers. Okay, so notice that it says voice here. It doesn't say uh, they will read in his word. It doesn't say they'll hear a pastor speak for God. It says they'll hear his voice. So um, it says they will hear his voice. And notice that it doesn't actually say that... They don't hear, they don't just hear him. It says they follow him. So it even says the same thing about the strangers. It doesn't actually say that we won't hear the stranger's voice, but it says we won't follow him. So that's the thing. And again, just speaking from my past, like this is something that was like majorly something I always used to go through in life. Like I, I would fall for, you don't know God, lie, the lie. You don't know God. He doesn't know you. You don't love him. You don't hear him from like, it was horrible. Like no one even knows like someday in heaven, God will reveal that. Like it was horrible. Um, constant condemnation, like constant all the time, even though I just love Jesus with all my heart, sincere heart, pure heart before God. And I believed that. And so that's the thing those lies I didn't understand about taking the um every thought captive to the obedience of truth or the obedience of Christ which he is truth right so his word right so but anyway I didn't understand that yet so I would follow it and follow doesn't just mean that you're like you know like I don't know whatever people think follow the leader or whatever well I guess it could be like that but I mean it's more like just your life lived is going to show what you follow. So if you believe that you don't know God and you live at a distance like I did, like that means you're following the stranger's voice. If you follow his voice, if you don't just hear Jesus's voice, but you also follow him and you believe, hey, his word says I can hear him. You're going to walk in that, like even because it's available, but because you're following it, your life's going to reveal what you believe about that. So um, when you get saved, you hear his voice. The Bible actually says, my sheep hear my voice, or it says the sheep hear his voice. Um, I think I was, yeah, I was quoting 1027, um, which I'll read in a sec, but it says the sheep hear his voice. So uh, let's go there. John 1027, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So my sheep hear my voice, period. You just have to settle that in your heart. You know what, Lord? I'm a sh- I'm your sheep, so I hear you. It's really just a matter of learning to recognize his voice. And that's what a lot of Christians, I think, could use some help with. Because, again, that was like my struggle my entire life. Okay, so Romans ten seventeen. So you settle in your heart that you are his sheep. So that means you hear him, period. Doesn't matter what it feels like, how it seems, what it looks like, what your experiences are. You hear him, period. You're learning to hear him. You're growing. You just have to settle that in your heart. That was the game changer for me. All right, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, comma, and hearing by the word of God, period. Okay, so... You know, I was actually saved in a word of faith kind of church. Um, And, you know, I don't agree necessarily with all the stuff that word of faith churches preach. That was actually a good church. But it really emphasized the word. So I really, like, you know, really got the word of God inside my heart when I went there. And um, so if any of you have background with that, you know the, you know the verse that I just quoted and how it's used. But usually, but for me... Something God kind of opened my my heart and my mind to one day when I was studying this. And I, you know, I decided, you know what, Lord, like you're my teacher. You'd lead me into all truth. You teach me all things. I want you to teach me how to hear your voice. Like, because I've, you know, I've read countless books. I've heard lots of sermons. Nothing ever helped. And I'm like, Lord, I really want to learn this. So anyway, he showed me this verse and he really opened it. So it's actually talking about two things here. Faith comes by hearing. 
Next topic, hearing from the word, but hearing by the word of God. So if you want to learn how to hear, here it is. Hearing comes by the word of God. So the word of God. So Holy Spirit needs the word inside of us to use it, to teach us things, right? Um, he uses the word all the time to teach us. Um, and the more, that's why it's so important for us to get the word in our heart and our mind, because the more it's there, the more Holy Spirit has to work with, to bring things to our mind, to teach us things. You know, sometimes, um, and I think I, I do have a video on like how I read the Bible of Jesus on my YouTube page. And, um, just like you'll see when I read it, like I'll read one verse and I'll all of a sudden have five other verses that God will take me to and I'll learn all these things. And it, and it wouldn't be as much if I didn't have so much word in my heart. So it's important for us to read the word, get the word inside of your heart. It's, that's a very important thing. Um, and so whenever we, um, you know, have that word, that's how he speaks. And yes, he does speak through the Bible, but there's also a voice as well in your heart. So I'll get into that in a minute. We're almost, uh, let's see. Yeah, we're almost there. Okay. So we're going to go to Psalms 27. So these are all things God gave me, um, over the years. So it took me years to learn all this stuff. I'm kind of a slow learner with Jesus, but once he gets it in me, I got it, but Sometimes it takes him a while to, for me to really grasp it. Okay, Psalm 27, verse 8. Okay, this is another, this is like one of my top 10 probably favorite verses. I don't know, there's so many, I keep saying that. But, all right. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face Lord, I will seek. So isn't it cool that when he says, seek my face, that our heart is the thing that responds. So like someday, like if you ever stop and think about this, like every time I think about it, I get so excited. Like one day, like in a hundred years from now, if I don't live to be really old, um, (laughs) I will literally be seeing Jesus face to face, like physically. And that is going to be so amazing. But we actually get to see Jesus face to face right now on earth by faith. So it's with our heart. So our hearts are the things that, that have that face to face, um, like encounter with him. It's through our heart. So that's by faith, right? Cause we walk by faith and not by sight. So, um, we're going to see him face to face sometime, but we can see him face to face by faith right now, anytime. That's why the devil tries to keep people from him. Even just like that verse that I read earlier, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God. That's why, like if you were the devil and you saw that verse, if your hearts don't condemn you, you have confidence before God, what would you do? You would give them as much com- condemnation as you could because you do not want people to have confidence before God. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. That's in um, Matthew 5. Like, if you were the devil and you saw, oh my gosh, if they have pure hearts, they're going to see God. I don't want them to know they have pure hearts. I can't stop God from giving them pure hearts, but I can make them think they don't have it. So that's what he does. And that was my life for many years. Destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That's what the Bible says. And that's exactly destroyed. Um, doesn't mean you're like going to hell or whatever. It just means that I was, you know, destroying, killing, stealing, destroying. That's what the devil does. And that's what bad teachings do. And that's what you know, the stranger's voice leads to. And, um, so anyway, don't ever fall for guilt, shame, and condemnation. That is not for you. That's for the devil. That's not for us. Um, if he can like mess with that, he's gonna, you know, stop us from having confidence and seeing God, even though it's already ours. You know what I mean? Okay. So now we're going to go to Matthew 13, 12. This is a great verse. 
I'm using my physical Bible. I don't actually like my Bible on the phone. I mean, I do, but I like my physical Bible, so that's why I'm taking a little bit to find it. All right, Matthew 13, verse 12. Uh, Here it is. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. So that's actually cool. So if you believe you have, you'll be given more. And why is that? Because when you believe you have, you'll keep asking, right? You're not going to beg him. You're not going to doubt. You believe you have it. But if you don't believe it that you have, it's not God taking it from you. It's really just because you don't believe, it's really affecting your ability to realize that you have it. So it's going to be like it's not there, right? So does that make sense? So if you believe you have more will be given. So this was like something when I realized, oh my goodness, that's what I'm doing. I don't believe I have these things, even though the word says I have them. I've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness, like, and I didn't believe it. I've been given Holy Spirit to show me all the things freely given to me by God. You know, um, another verse, and these are all, again, like I was saying, it's important for us to read the word because these are all verses that Holy Spirit can bring out right and that's why it's so important to get it in your heart but another verse I think it's in Romans 8 and it says um if God didn't stop the death of his son on the cross like I'm paraphrasing um how much more will he freely give us all things so like I had all these things I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ but I didn't realize it in the heavenly realms but I didn't realize it right so that's why it's important for you to know like believe and don't believing isn't a feeling it isn't a feeling that you believe and it's you know like I said earlier it's it's continuing even if everything seems the opposite that's how you know you believe that's how you're like you know what Lord your word says I hear you, so I just thank you that you're speaking to me and I hear your voice because I have ears that hear. So you just continue in that no matter how it feels. What everything says, you continue in it because that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, Matthew thirteen sixteen. Um, it says, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. So God has given us eyes to see and ears to hear. He's given you a pure heart and the pure in heart will see God, right? Um, and then really quick, um, so this is the last part before I go into the different ways God speaks to me. Um, just for the whole, does God speak today thing? Cause I've heard people, um, you know, use that. So let's go to Acts chapter 11, verse 12. And there's stuff, examples all over the Bible that I could give you, but this is just a good one. All right. Acts chapter 11, verse and if there is someone wondering out there um and they're and they're like oh well these things died with the with the disciples um again johnny if you continue in my word then you're truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free so how do you be a disciple of his you continue in the word know the truth truth will set you free oops sorry so that's how you know that you're a disciple so the things did not die with the disciples we're still disciples now um, so anyway, Acts chapter 11, verse 12 says, sorry, I'm trying to find it here. Um, there it is. Then the spirit, 
Well, I'm going to read a different translation. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. So the Holy Spirit told me, or my, my Bible, King James or New King James Version says, then the Spirit told me to go with them. So how can the Holy Spirit tell him if he was reading it in the Bible and that's how God speaks? No. So that's how we know like that teaching can't be true because how did God speak to the disciples? Like if they didn't even have the Bible, they didn't have the new Testament. They just had the old Testament. So like God speaks through his word a hundred percent, but he will also speak with his voice. The Holy spirit told us like, how would they have been told to go visit um, those people and not to worry that they were Gentiles and to go with them? Cause that's not even a verse in the Bible. Well, it is here, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a verse that they could go, Oh, would God want us to do this? Like, no, he literally said, go with them and don't worry about them being Gentiles. So that's, he speaks to us through Holy spirit. Um, even really quick Philippians two, um, it talks about fellowship with the spirit. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. it talks about, um, the fellowship of the Holy spirit, the love of God, the great, is it the grace of Jesus, I think. Here, let's go there. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it. Second Corinthians, the end of the, I think it's the very last verse or one of the very last verses. Yeah, it is the last verse. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So that word communion is koinonia. So in Greek, it means participation, partnership, communicate, fellowship, intimacy, um, and so that's like exactly what it is. It's, it's intimacy, it's fellowship, it's talking with him. So that's, that's what it says in the Bible. And then first John one, three, go there really quick. I wish I didn't have this in. Well, I kind of use my index, but it's just like more pages. Okay. First John one, three, here it is. Um, that which we have seen and we have heard, we declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son, Jesus Christ. So we have fellowship with God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. So, um, anyway, okay. So what does God sound like? I'm going to talk about the different ways that God speaks to me. Um, the first way is, or that God speaks in general, and there could be more ways, um, is there is an audible voice, which I've actually heard twice. Um, the one time was, um, like a person talking and it was audible. It was, it was actually when I was at school, I looked around cause I was really confused on like who said that it was this really long story, but it was really good. I was a baby Christian then and God, it was good that he did it. It was for, um, something that I was asking him about and I didn't know. Um, and then the other time was the literal audible voice of God where it was, you know, thundering, lightning, like water rushing, mountains trembling. It was crazy. It was terrifying, but it was amazing. The only word I can think of to like explain it is the word majestic. It was amazing. And it actually changed like my life. Um, it was amazing. Um, so, but that is not common and you don't even have to worry. I don't even usually talk about that because people kind of get, you know, comparison, which by the way, don't ever compare yourself. It means you're not wise. So don't do it. So the Bible says, so, um, but anyway, people get stuck in comparing and all that stuff and we don't want to do that. So, um, anyway, I think I might have a limit on how long I can talk. So I'm going to try to go really fast. Okay. So the next one is, and so don't worry about if you hear the audible voice of God or not. It's not a huge deal. We'll hear him audibly in heaven someday. If we don't hear him physically audibly, it's really fine. It doesn't have anything to do with walking by faith and we don't have to hear it. 
Next voice, still small voice. So God speaks to me in a voice in my heart. Sometimes I'll see sentences go across my mind. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes it's sentences. Like sometimes it's like a voice in my heart that I hear. So that's one way. The most common way he speaks to me, I call it the download. So if someone would take like normally five minutes to explain something, it'll be like bam in one second, like bam, I just know what God's saying. And I've learned a lot of things when reading the Bible this way. Um, Sometimes I'll hear someone preaching a sermon and before they even get to the point they're conveying, like God will just download it into my mind. I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to teach and I'll learn it in that second, like in a millisecond. It's really cool. So that's the main way God speaks to me is the download. Um, So that's the best way I can describe it. So he just, I just know what he's saying. Like I just it's like an impression. He can speak with impressions. You get an impression. Um, and that's like another way to say it too. Um, there's visions. So sometimes I'll see a vision, like a movie. I do see a lot of visions. Um, and sometimes it's like, it's not more of a trance. A trance is like a dream when you're awake. That's like real, real. A vision is just like in my mind's eye. Um, I get those a lot. I see things about people, sometimes about praying for people, sometimes just something God's teaching me, et cetera, et cetera. Another way is dreams. I don't have a ton of dreams, but I have had dreams in the past. Um, Pretty cool dreams. Pretty awesome dreams. I have this one life-changing dream I had on May, um, was it May 8th, 2000, or no, May 16th, 2008. I still remember the date. It like changed my life. So I have had dreams. I don't have them very often. Um, When I do have dreams, they're usually from God, not always. Um, and so another thing too is, you know, if God gives you a dream, you don't have to get an interpretation from someone else. God will interpret it. Um, you're free to ask people, of course, but sometimes like to me, I'm super like, if I can be intimate with Jesus, I will be. So if he gives me a dream, I don't want to go to other people. I'm not in the old Testament. I don't have to go to a priest, um, you know, and whatever. Jesus is the great high priest. So I'm going to go directly to him. I'm going to ask him. So he's going to tell me if he gives me a dream. Um, and you can even just ask God, Hey God, will you give me some dreams? Put a notebook and a pen next to your bed and expect that he's going to. And when you wake up that he'll give you the interpretation. Cause sometimes like symbols and signs and stuff will mean different things for different people. So that's why I don't ever really ask other people, but, uh, another one through the Bible, which we said earlier. So when you read it, Jesus is with you. He's your teacher. Holy Spirit's with you. You can ask him questions if you want to just have a pointing, um, point at, I guess I could say a contact point of faith, then you can put a chair next to you just to remember that he's with you, asking questions. Believe that, in Luke 24, 45, believe that he's opening your understanding so you can comprehend comprehend the scripture. So just believe. Um, if hearing God or believing him is something you struggle with, Boldly approach his throne. This is from Hebrews 4.16. Boldly approach his throne to receive mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. So that's available. If you ever need anything, run to him. When are we ever not in need? So you live in his throne room. You live with him. We're seated in heavenly places, right? With Jesus right now. Um, Talk to him. Receive his grace. Talk. To, the main thing is just talking to him, you know. Um, and that's more like about other things, but... Um, so whenever you pray, just don't, don't hesitate to, to talk to God and, and thank him for speaking to you. Like, that's the main thing It's just, you know, so here's some tips. Ask when you ask him a question, believe he's going to answer. So you, you know, a lot of, um, things basically will say like, if you practice, you know, you'll keep what you practice. Practice makes perfect, right? So just keep practicing, keep walking in this. Um, when you ask him questions, believe that he's going to talk back to you, expect an answer, listen for him. 
Um, sometimes he'll do it with a thought. Sometimes, you know, like, um, I'm not into that whole Bible roulette thing when you open your Bible and you're like, God, speak to me. And then you read like this verse that says like, <laughs> like, you know, the Amorites all died or whatever, you know, or your heart is hard or whatever. Like, don't do that. If you do, you're welcome to. Um, but the better thing is learning to walk by faith and, and, you know, Another thing to realize is that wherever you read, it's his word. So it's never going to fail when you're listening to him. So when you're reading the word, like wherever you go, you're never going to miss what he's saying. So sometimes a big thing for me is there'll just be a scripture on my heart. Um, And that's usually where I read. Um, I don't really read like in order. You know, I, I mean, I did in the beginning when I first got saved. But now um, I just, you know, read my Bible and a lot of times it'll just be in my heart. Like lately I've been in Psalms, um, 32, uh, I think it was 32. Um, I'm also in like Hebrews. I'm in Romans a lot. It's just really just whatever verse. And sometimes when I read the Bible and again, I have that, um, other video about examples on how I read the Bible and stuff, but sometimes I'll just be in one verse for like a long time. Like there was a time when I was in first Peter or was it second Peter? Let me look. I'm just right by there. Second Peter one, I was in the first like five verses for like three weeks. Like literally I couldn't even get past the first five verses. Like there's just so much in it. It's so good. And so it just makes it more intimate. But anyway, sorry, I'm talking more about, um, praying and reading the Bible, but so read the Bible. Um, remember the more that you put his word in your heart, the more Holy Spirit's going to have to speak to you. You're going to understand, you're going to know, like you're going to know the stranger's voice because it sounds strange because his word is in your heart. You're going to know, Hey, this doesn't sound like what something God would say. You know, like that's, that's, what's going to protect you from being one of those people that said, God told me to kill them or God told me to leave my spouse for the person I've been cheating on them with. Like, you don't want to be that kind of like, that is not God telling them that that's their flesh (laughs) and, um, or demons if it's telling you to kill someone. So that's how you are going to be able to decipher between what his word says and what his voice, if it's his voice or if it's the stranger's voice, because the stranger's voice is strange. It's not going to be truth. Sometimes it can be tricky. Sometimes it'll, you know, but it's always, God's word is always going to point us to how his word. So that's how you test it. That's how you're going to test his word. Um, and make yourself available. Set aside time to seek God and pray. Um, you know, you could even start with closing your eyes and saying, Jesus, do you love me? And you know, like, the devil's not going to tell you yes. So if you hear yes, it's not going to be the devil. It's either going to be you or Jesus, and you're one with Jesus. So if you say yes, it's him too, because he's one with you. So, um... Just remember those things. So, you know, ask him, listen, make yourself available, test what, what you think that he's saying. And um, that actually reminds me of this really good song by Jason Upton. And it goes, everything I do, or I'm sorry, everything you do, I want to do it too. Because doing things with you, it makes me happy. Everything you say, I want to say it too. Because even when I get it wrong, we both start laughing. And that's so beautiful. I love that so much because... um you know, with God, you know, he, he like loves us so much. Like it's like a child and a father, like he is not going to hit you in the face when you get it wrong. Like if you believe you hear him and you are wrong, it doesn't mean that you were completely not saved and God, oh my gosh, I don't even know God. Cause that was like a lie I used to fall for. Like if you're wrong, Hey, you're growing and you're learning and a great thing to do when, when you realize, oh my gosh, I was wrong. Lord, thank you that you're teaching me 
how to hear your voice more clearly than I've ever heard you before. That I'm growing in confidence, I'm growing in hearing your voice. Like, that's the way to pray, not, oh my gosh, I'm a whatever. I don't even remember how I used to say, oh my gosh, I don't know God. You know, I can't even remember. It was so long ago, but so don't, don't believe that stuff. Like that's not how Jesus is. He's always going to encourage you. And yeah. And if you make a mistake, oops, (laughs) you're growing. It's not a huge deal. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to get into that, but Okay, so we walk by faith and not by sight. So we don't sit by faith. We don't sleep by faith. We don't talk about it by faith. We walk. It's a journey. So we're made to live our lives in a journey, walking with God, hearing his voice, and knowing him all the days of our lives. If this is the relationship with God that you desire, it's yours already. It was purchased for you by Jesus. You just have to believe it, right? So um, I don't know why I have this verse on here, but I really do like it. Um, so I guess I'll just share it really quick. It's in Song of Songs 2, 14. Oh, my dove, this is Jesus saying this to you. Oh, my dove in the clefts of the rock in the secret places of the cliff. Let me see your face and let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So God, like he wants to hear your voice. He thinks your voice is lovely. He wants to see your face. He thinks your, or I'm sorry, he thinks your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So he wants to see you. He wants to hear you. He wants that relationship with you. And if you desire to hear him, that's just mirroring the desire he has for you to hear him and for him to hear you. Like he's all about relationship. So this is a um, prayer that I shared on the thing that I wrote. I was going to read it really quick. So this is um, answer conscious prayer that I talk about. And it's it's when you pray, it's believing. It's from um, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Believe you have received and it shall be done for you. So that's believing he's doing this in your heart. Even if it doesn't seem like it is. If it's real in your heart, it's going to be real in your life. You just have to continue in it. And you just have to continue, continue, continue. No matter what happens, you won't lose the harvest if you faint not right so um okay so this is a a great prayer i'm gonna pray over you guys um i'm just gonna make it personal so it'll be me i whatever but take it for yourself okay so god i thank you that i hear you your word says that your sheep hear your voice thank you that i'm your sheep and i hear your voice just like proverbs says listen my son and receive your words i'm your child so i hear you you've made me your son and you're alive and working in my heart and i belong to you You died for me and gave yourself for me. Your life on the cross will be worth my life lived because I was made to know you. Thanks that your voice is more clear than it's ever been before. Thanks that you have given me ears to hear and eyes to see. And as Proverbs says, eyes to see and ears to hear, the Lord has made them both. So I thank you that you're working this in me. I have ears to hear because you've given me ears to hear. I have eyes to see because you've given me eyes to see. And my eyes are seeing you more clearly. And I see you because you've given me a pure heart. Um, so I have a pure heart. So I'm going to see you, God. I see you. And I thank you that that you want me to hear you. And you're teaching me how to hear you, God. And that um, just like your word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I have faith because you've already given me the ability and I, I can hear you, God. So faith comes by hearing and me hearing will come from your word. So I thank you that your word's living and active in my heart. You're making me wiser, sharper, stronger than ever before. You're teaching me what it means to walk by faith. You're teaching me what it means to be a believer and to be a believer. 
And that your promises are in you, yes, and in you, amen. So I thank you for the work you're doing in my heart and life. I'm excited to be yours, God. I thank you that even, I just want to pray um, over the people that are listening right now, God. I thank you that you are giving them clarity. You're teaching them to hear you, God, like never before. And God, I just thank you that condemnation will never be a thing for them again. God, I thank you that they're going to walk in hope because you want us to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I thank you for hope, God. I thank you for joy. Lord, I thank you that you are teaching them to be children, God. And children imitate who they love. So I thank you, God, that they are learning to to follow you, Jesus, and that we would walk with you and walk like you, God, that we would look like you. And God, I thank you that you're teaching them what it means to truly just be your beloved, to be loved, beloved. God, I thank you that you're teaching them to be and not to do because out of being comes the doing. So I thank you, Father, for just establishing this word in their heart. God, I thank you that you are um, just encouraging people that are listening to this and if they made it this far. And I thank you that you're just encouraging them and you are teaching them who they are in Christ and um, that you are giving them the single eye, God, so that that their whole eye their, is single, so they're filled with light, just like it says in Matthew 6. So we thank you for that, Lord. I bless everyone. I bless everyone, um, their ears and their hearts and their eyes, God, that they have all those things and more in you. And um, thanks for making every person that listens to this a believer in Jesus' name. Amen. So thanks for listening. Um, that's pretty much it. Hopefully this made sense. I know it was kind of long. But um, the main thing is just like if there's anything like if, if I could talk to myself years ago and be like, hey, you know, you know, and, and just teach people like what I said. Um, the main thing is just don't give up and believe you hear him. You're his sheep. That's where it starts. It always starts with like your identity. So it's going to start with with that exact thing like you believe that you can hear him because you're his sheep it's settled period like there's no ifs ands or buts no questions about it you hear him period you're his sheep so you just continue in what you know and you don't worry about what you feel and how it seems and what it looks like you just follow what you know and and don't worry about you know feeling a certain way or you know trying to um I don't know what the word is just trying to do certain things like just be with him thank him for working in your heart and working in your life for teaching you and he will holy spirit loves faith so he will breathe on that with grace and grace is going to make what you're believing real um that's how faith and grace work together grace grace makes what we believe a reality in our lives so anyway um hope this was helpful if you have any questions you can find me on my reddit sub it's called friends of god um you can ask questions on there so Be blessed and Jesus loves you.